1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. Blazers lose their sixth in a row in spectacular fashion and continue setting an NBA record for futility. Uh, they had the NBA record going on strong and chugging. Uh, most combined points lost. Your, their, your margin of defeat over five games. Uh, I haven't confirmed it, but I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say another. was it? Did I it get to what? Is it 38 in the end? Another 30-plus point
2: blowout. It is the worst <laughs> point differential six-game streak in NBA history. So five-game
1: streak, now six-game streak. It is, it's
2: quite literally the worst basketball you've ever seen yeah. played in the league.
1: Uh, so listen, folks, if, if you don't believe the Trailblazers can get good at something very quickly, you are out of your ever-loving mind. Uh, again, welcome in. We appreciate you. We love you. Like, rate, view, subscribe. If any of you are actually here and alive, we appreciate you. You are dedicated <laughs> You are dedicated. We are blowing through all of the content that we have. There is not yeah. a lot to talk about. We are not going to talk a lot about this game. We're going to talk about the general feel of things, where things are. We yeah. may shift to draft coverage here in like the next week as we get into the March Madness and NCAA tournament.
2: Brandon so, and
1: I talked about it, but I think that's yeah. where we're gonna
2: go. <laughs> yeah, no, I I started getting into it this morning mm-hmm. and I talked a lot about it. Uh we're in a live watch party today. Yep. I don't know what our plans are. We're kind of doing this like literally live together, producing on the fly. I, I do think people, a majority of people see what this is and they're okay with it. But like yeah. guys, uh, we're not doing eighteen more of these. Let's let's start no. to look past yeah. the eighteen.
1: Yeah, no, we're looking we're looking through the black hole. The light is bending. We we can't go in, we can't go through the event horizon. Like that's guys, not something we can do. We're ready to argue <laughs>
2: about who we should or should not draft uh, if they get a top three pick. Uh, I'll add to this, though, Danny. There there actually is something. You, you, you sick bastard, might be able to find more than me. I found okay. one thing very interesting about tonight. What'd you find? Chauncey Billups in the postgame calling out the team for not winning. No. 100%. Who,
1: who had it? Hiken?
2: Uh, it it might have been hiking. I just saw. Give me a second here. I saw it, and I had to no. do a double take reading it because I couldn't believe that he actually got into the post game and chewed this team out through the media. He says we expect more. I expect. Oh, here it is. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Just move on. It's a fake quote. I got ball sacked.
1: Oh, you got ball sacked. Okay.
2: I got ball sacked via oh, okay. somebody not actually on ball sack. That hurts.
1: Okay. I was going to say, I was like, ladies and gentlemen, because it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned it because I brought it up earlier today. Because Ime Udoka had a quote about like going after guys publicly in the media, and he had everybody telling him like, that's the wrong way to go about it. And I mentioned Chauncey going after guys early in the season when the expectations were high and all of a sudden when the team was, you know, torn down to the studs, that went away. And I, I'm very interested to see what that looks like.
2: Chauncey, look, season. I, I, I completely just fell for a fake quote. So apologies, and I'm an idiot. <laughs>
1: Welcome this to is, live shows.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this has got to be hard for Chauncey, though, right? Like, no He matter didn't how sign on for this. He,
1: he signed on to, to coach and take on a team that had a lot of talent. He yeah. did not sign up to be Mike Brown.
2: No, no, he sure didn't. And oh, sorry, not
1: Mike Brown, Brett Brown.
2: Yeah, Brett Brown. Right, the process. Yeah. Um. At least Brett Brown got a decent chunk and got to see the playoff teams through before they they axed him. But mm-hmm. I I I don't know, man. It, I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words because it's one thing I knew they would lose these games. I knew they were going in on the tank. Danny, we are quite literally watching the worst basketball team of all time right now. It's up this there. Moment.
1: It's 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 definitely the the team that they put on the floor tonight. We discussed it a little bit in the watch party. Talent wise, was probably the worst. Not probably was the worst team the Trailblazers have ever put on the floor.
2: Easily, easily. And it's just that's just what it is. Uh I the worst point differential in six games. I think it's okay to say they are yeah. the worst team maybe in league history. Josh Hart had
1: <laughs> – somebody had a quote in here. Josh Hart had the fourth worst plus minus since they've started tracking it as a minus – El L- L- Uh wow. Josh Hart minus 51, fourth worst plus minus since the stat was recorded. Poor Josh Hart. He's having to go through this. Uh, Andrew Cruz, you know the funny thing about the entire tank job, making Josh Hart go through the misery. Because Josh Hart has been through misery. He he knows he knows nothing but misery. He was on those really shitty Laker teams. Yep. He was on those really shitty Pelicans teams. Uh and now he's on the worst Blazers team of all
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> at least he got to play a Villanova.
1: So, listen, man. I, 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 when it's all said and done, I think they're gonna take care of him and I hope they take care of him. And like this is kind of the breaks. It's got to be frustrating at some point. To deal with this, it is not easy, even if you understand the, the 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 goal and the costs and everything that's associated with it. But you know what time it is, Brandon?
2: Oh, I know what time it is. You know time I it want is. you to. run it. It is
1: time it. to play Tankathon. <laughs> Let's go to it, ladies and gentlemen. Big money, big money, big money, no whammies. Uh, number two pick. Hey! We're number two. We're number two. <laughs> Number and I do this in the draft is a wonderful way. Number one, let me go ahead and throw the dumpster fire up there. There it is. We'll have the dumpster fire going. Um, let's drop this real quick. All right. What would you, Brandon Sprague, do with the number two overall pick if Jabari Smith is off the board?
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh Daniel, this, this is... Um... <laughs> Here's okay. Let me let me kind of first answer this question by asking a question. Okay, go go. go. If you are in that position, you you kind of have to take Holmgren or Bank hero don't you? Yes. Which one? And you if thinking? I'm picking, if I'm picking between those two, um, oh my god, can I can I trade back? Can I get out of this? I mean, p- sure, you could. I can't believe I don't even want the number two pick in the draft because of this pressure. I've been super against the Chet stuff today. I, I, that's why it was perfect that it hit like it would. It landed exactly for what you were doing today. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Bankiro. You're gonna take him. Yeah, I'm gonna roll the dice a little bit with that one. There's no doubt.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: I, I'm just gonna hope that him being around Damian Lillard changes a very young player who has incredible ability and can maybe help mold him a little bit. That's, that's kind of my 30,000 foot view perspective on those two guys. Who would you go with Chet? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I don't like, I like he has real tools. Like he has, yes, real he does. Tools. And that's not, not saying that Paulo doesn't, but when you're talking about attitude, he has attitude. Like, he, he he gives a damn. Like, when you talk about Paulo, you worry about his motor coming and going. And looking at Joe Cronin and what they've done and what they've tried to do, they they want guys with an attitude. They want guys with grit. and They I, want dogs. Listen, man, did you yeah. watch the North Carolina Duke game?
2: I did. did. They, they you, rolled over. Did,
1: did you see a lot of dog in, in Ben Carroll?
2: N- no, I didn't. But But let me just – I'll push back a little bit. And I don't I, like I, using
1: single games. But I'm just saying, in no, general I way. know.
2: I, I know. I, I, because I could, I could use the championship game in the WCC for Chet. Like, he yeah, in foul trouble. And he just, they won that game despite him not doing much. Yeah. I think the thing with Paulo is, I think you're making a valid point. Duke, that game specifically, man, what, what has this season been? It's not been Paulo. It's not been AJ Griffin. It's, it's been, been Coach the, K. It's the Coach K. Yeah circus right every game is coach k's last game somewhere they've had to endure that all year and then they go to camera and they say hey guys it's it's the a Mount rushmore coach it's his last home game against your hated rival and um obama and jerry seinfeld are gonna be in the crowd
1: and adam <laughs> silver don't forget adam, adam silver, silver.
2: yeah y- you your new better, boss <laughs> you better not lose coach k's last game like i can't fathom what that kind of pressure feels like to come out of that state. now you can say well Sprague, that's that's a tail sign about him fine let's see what he does in the tournament what if he's a dog in the tournament
1: again John uh, John Morant dogs entire time at Murray State no doubt absolute dog and when he went NCAA tournament time and we took dragged Murray State by their freaking toes averaging 16 and 10 the only player in NCAA history to average a uh double digit points double digit assists, double double never ever been done in NCAA history until him uh I mean that kind of lets you know what kind of dude he was I'm very interested to see like I never put a ton of stock in NCAA tournament runs uh shout out Zach Collins um because of that reason because i want to look at the rest of the resume but somebody uh schlub 42 years watching on on twitch we appreciate you man does chet have a bigger flaw than being skinny like that's the thing like you look at bancaro and you look at some other guys in that top five top six whatever you want to say the one thing that people knock chet for the thing that people knock chet for is that he's skinny not that Mm. he's talented not that he's skilled not that he's really good like you have to really pick apart his game to find flaws. And I find that to be an interesting thing. Like you're trying to find something there that makes you like, stop, it. stop and not want yeah. to take him. Like you're trying to justify not taking him. And that's where I kind of like, eh, I kind of like It is going to be risky to take him because you do need to have a certain structure around him. But he does give you what you want. But the problem is you're running into the Zach Collins conundrum where he's a five who needs to play the four until he's ready to play the five. And will he ever be able to play the five full time and put on the weight like Giannis did? And I just don't... I don't know if that's a thing that he can do.
2: And you're going to be playing him next to Yusuf Nurkic. Like, let's... But
1: but here's the difference between him and Zach Collins. Number one, he is a much more fluid athlete at the four than Zach ever was. Because Zach was a five who was masquerading as a four. Right it's it's inverse with Chet he's a five masquerading or he's a he's a four masker five, five because five, right. he just doesn't have the size but Zach coming out of college you absolutely thought he could be a shooter he may be like it was one of those things like you're like oh that's a tool set he might be able to develop with Chet he is a shooter mm-hmm. it's it's there like the mechanics are there he's already hitting trailing threes he's a guy who can take a rebound and grab and go like all those things that everybody's like, Oh, maybe Zach can do that one day. Chet is already doing it at a significantly higher level. And that's where I like, where I, 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 in my own head, I have to fight back against the, yeah, he's a white seven footer from Gonzaga. And it's like, yeah, but he's not that white seven footer from Gonzaga. So I argue with myself over this all the time.
2: But here's the crazy thing. He could be, he could be that white next white center from Gonzaga. We go, well, he's the white center from Gonzaga. That's, I think that's kind of the scary thing, fair or not, for Chet. And Chet's going to have his opportunity to make guys like me all across the country crow.
1: Yeah, it's either that or it's going to be womp, 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 womp. I thought he was a
2: great high school prospect. I saw a couple of his games via streams. I was excited that he chose Gonzaga because mm-hmm. we get to see some more exposure out here, and I I think I've seen now seven games. I, I like some of his stuff, but there's, there's just this part of me that I cannot get out of my head of. Is all of that translating? You know, I see him get blocks on guys, and I'm like, boy, that's a good block. And then I'm like, ah, that's a 6'8 white guy who's never sniffing the NBA. If that's 6'8 mm-hmm. freak athlete dude in the league, he's yamming that, and it doesn't matter if you try to block that shot. So yeah. th- those are the only things. You know, the process is going to play itself out, and we'll see where Joe ultimately leans if they're in this position. But TM to the Philadelphia 76ers. The uh, TM to the – yes, to the <laughs> 76ers for that. <laughs> But we must trust the process in this mm-hmm. situation, and if they think Chet ends up being the better fit, ideal <sighs> mio. God bless us.
1: So, Andy Marshawn, and I, this is this is the comparison I, I, I talk about. Um, I, I've talked about it with a few other people. There were similar concerns about Mobley before last season's draft. Here's the difference between Evan Mobley and Zach Collins or Zach Collins, uh, Chet Holmgren. Evan Mobley was can't miss, can't miss. Yeah, Chet. There are questions. Evan Mobley if, could do everything.
2: If you watched Pac-12 basketball last year, I I and and I'll push back on that that uh, comment. Maybe I missed some of the criticisms. I felt like most people is, knew that that Evan was gonna be the Evan should have
1: been the number one overall pick.
2: He should have been the number one overall pick. Um, but I watched him enough in the Pac-12 to go, oh, oh yeah. Now. Did I see him becoming a defensive player of the year in his rookie season? <laughs> he's going to get
1: votes. He's probably he going to get fifth and sixth place, or I think it's five is what it goes to now, but he's he going to get fifth place votes. There's there's without a yes. doubt in my mind, he's going to get
2: them. Oh, I and, think he's and within get two years,
1: he's going to end up winning one of these.
2: He, he, damn right. <laughs> damn right. Wait till he gets an offensive game. It's oh ter- my And he's word.
1: already starting to flash it. That's the I terrifying thing. Um, and and all good says Chet can handle the ball is physically a different type of, of player than Zach. Yes, he is, and that's why I don't like drawing all those lines of seven foot white guy from Gonzaga because Chet is a significantly higher ceiling too. And I think, and the more we talk about this, the more I'm like actually getting energized talking about the draft and and switching this kind of deal. Uh, which also uh, I should say I've, I've mentioned this in the watch parties. I don't know if I have mentioned it really much here. Uh, we are going to to broadcast watch parties uh, for March Madness. if you guys want to take part in those, all you have to do is become a member, and you guys can get into any of them. I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna like charge extra for that or anything like that. I just, I have to have a filter to get guys in and out because we have limits on the room and all that kind of stuff. I will take a look once we have the seating and the schedule. It's gonna be a quick turnaround because that schedule comes out and then we gotta, we kind of gotta go um, of what games I will have on in there so that we yeah. focus. So we'll make sure we highlight Gonzaga. We will highlight Auburn. Like we want to make sure just in case somebody gets bounced early. <laughs> That we watch, we the, right. that we get those games. Uh, so we'll, we'll, those guys, uh, you can actually see those guys in the NCAA tournament. We can kind of talk about them as prospects live as we kind of pivot that way. So if you can watch during the day kind of a deal, just let me know.
2: Well, and and for people that you know maybe can't catch the I, live, I, I will throw out there too. I'm trying to go to one of these sessions because Gonzaga is going to be in Portland. They're going to be the number one overall yep. seed. They're going
1: to have the West region. They're going to
2: have their pick. Yep. They will choose Portland because it's an easy drive for their fans. And I'm, I'm trying to go to one of those. I want to see him in person, see if there's anything, maybe I just don't quite see in person versus watching it on TV. I'd imagine though, Danny, they're going to get out of that region. Yeah. Um, I'd be floored if they, then the one overall seed couldn't get out of Portland. So the good news is if we have to miss a check game because I'm going to it or you do it anyway, it's fine. But I think we're going to see him in the sweet 16, at least at the bare minimum.
1: I would hope so, not just because of him, but because of of Tammy and Nemhard. Like they've got right They're viable NBA players yes. up and down their roster, which is just a terrifying thing. Honestly, I I I think that they'll probably make the Elite Eight, Final Four. Yep. I don't know. Like I think the Elite Eight is kind of like where they should end up at least. I I will tell you right now, barring any changes to anything, any injuries, I am picking Arizona. Oh, I, I am picking Arizona to win this.
2: Oh man, regardless
1: of how they play. Yeah. There's just too many NBA players on that team.
2: I, I will pray for you. I like their coach. Tommy Lloyd's a pretty good. He Gonzaga guy, longtime Gonzaga mm-hmm. guy. I like their team too. I don't trust Pac-12 teams.
1: I don't either. And that's the thing I like, but I, Matherin, Coloco, Freer, like they just, there's just too many dudes on that team where you're just like, they're 10 deep. No college team is 10 deep. Like where there's like, will you worry about teams going on or like going on cold runs. That team doesn't. It's weird. It's really weird. But
2: if they're, they're going to do it, it's going to be this year because this year's about as wide open as we've seen in some time. It is. This is
1: the, what's really great about basketball in general right now, both college basketball and NBA basketball. Yep. There's no clear-cut favorite. And I think it is the best thing for the sport in general of fans everywhere, but maybe not for growing the game. Because you don't have like a like a super team da 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 the way that was, I think most of that is is broadcasting partners failing to you know put the Memphis Grizzlies on TV forty six times as opposed to the Los Angeles Lakers forty seven times yeah no like doubt. or perfect example tonight flexing out of a Portland Utah game Portland why, is down
2: fifty one points why
1: was it on national TV flex I'm... out of the bleeping game you knew there's how many other games on tonight flex out you're you're a broadcast partner figure it out. It just I don't know. That's that's my little bit of rant. I,
2: I, well, I, I said this today. I think um the NFL has had an interesting couple of days. The NFL Jesus. is it's 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 a it's a league of cowardice. And I, I don't think there's any clear indication of that than the way that they discipline their players mixed with when the gambling stuff was coming around, they were hiding in a corner waiting for somebody else to speak up and be the big boy. Adam Silver stepped up and said, Let's embrace this. Yeah. And once he did, Roger Goodell and the NFL owners came trotting through, and they said, "Well, we're the number one sport. And you're going to gamble on us." And they weren't wrong. It's 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 our favorite sport. But what they're doing now, I don't know if you've noticed this. What does the NBA have over the NFL the last like ten years? Off the court storylines are just as interesting to people, if not more interesting not than more. the product yeah. itself. Well, the that's what NFL, happens
1: when you have players that don't have uh, helmets on.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. And it's player mobility and the yeah. impact of one player on a team is so much bigger than the mm-hmm. NFL, but the NFL has the product on the field and now they're, they've copied the NBA. They've officially taken over the off season where now you're waking up and instead of debating or just talking about Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic and Giannis, we're now going, oh my God, this quarterback scrubbed his Instagram. What does this mean? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So The NFL has copied the NBA. This is what the NBA needs, I think, to help themselves get back to a little more relevance. The league has fallen down quite some time. I don't think that's a secret. And right now, Danny, having things
1: wide open is good.
2: We might be looking at eleven fan bases thinking, you know, things. This might be our year. This could be our year.
1: Which, I mean, let's 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 rattle through the list, and then we'll get out of here on this, and we'll kind of pivot towards the NCAA tournament as it's coming up here in a couple days. Uh,
2: Miami, yes. Phoenix. i think they're gonna win it
0: yes
1: uh denver yep boston yes milwaukee
2: yes uh brooklyn yes dallas yes philly yes like i mean memphis memphis the golden state uh, that's what i'm saying like it's just i'm at 10 that's 10 right there the clippers if they get quiet would you put them there
1: No, but they could definitely ruin somebody's day. (laughs) True. That's what I mean. They they could just upset the Apple cart.
2: But that's ten. We named And hell, Utah. Oh, Utah. Let's let's be fair to Utah. They're having a good season. Utah. So now we have named eleven teams. teams. This league never has that. This league at most has like two. Three. Two or three. And 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 most
1: two from one conference, one from another. And that's and then you're like, who's gonna
2: figure it out on this side of the bracket? And then that's that's it. Right. And I, you know, I think there's a part of that that's hurt the league a little bit. Um, and I, I I think it's great. I know the ratings for Suns, Bucks wasn't fantastic. There's nothing we can do about that. But I, I think you can get a lot of matchups that would be really entertaining from a sports, just strictly basketball reasons.
1: Yes, yeah, And I think it's great. And I think <laughs> um, it bodes well for the Blazers kind of going forward because as we saw from the other day, even with the TV deal and the structure and everybody complaining and all the frustration, they have the eighth best ratings in the league. Now, guess what happens when you throw a uh, top-three pick onto it?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
1: So, uh, again, we'll uh, we'll get out of here in just a second, but the we will start pivoting towards draft coverage. That is happening now. Like we, Brandon and I have kind of danced around, like, when are we going to do it? We were talking about the pregame tonight, or, or doing a pregame tonight, and I felt like absolute crap, and I'm like, dude, yeah. I need a nap. I need to go <laughs> chill. I need to go ice my hip. I am not going to go sit through a pregame for a game like this. I just will not do right. it. Right and instead if we continue we may not do pregames the rest of the season but if we do it will be like a focus on a particular thing a news event or a draft look at something or we have a guest yeah that is the, the, those are the only ways we are doing pregames kind of going forward here of which we will also i have got uh brandon and i have talked about this but and uh Ben Goliver will be on the show here coming up. Uh, BG told me he wanted to come on after the break and come say what's up to everybody. So we will have, uh, we'll have BG on here. We'll have a couple uh, hold all is coming on. So when they get, when they get I home, keep, I sh-
2: keep hearing that we should get in there
1: and Richmond, Richmond might come on. I'm just saying. Okay. All you right. Saying. Well,
2: Hey, come on. We, we support the Richmond pod. Yeah. Uh, I've done some stuff with Richmond. You've done some stuff with Richmond. Let's, let's just link up. You know what I mean?
1: It's just a matter of like making it work. So it's,
2: it's time to dock.
1: Uh, I think what Mike, we'll do to is we will probably do something around the draft.
2: <laughs> that way we don't
1: have to talk about the product on the floor. <laughs> and when James says, Jason, quick, listen, we can get quicker on. I, I Just because quick appears on, on Mike's pod, I tend to just like let that be his thing and not even ask. I'll, I'll tell you guys flat out, like. That's just kind of how I operate. That's that's Richmond's guy. So, um, but I can reach out to Jason Asimov to come on. But um,
2: they were beat boys together.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is, like that's and that's fine. Um, but yeah, there's we'll we'll uh, will we'll have some fun. We'll have we'll bring some people on. We'll bring some guests in. Bring a little bit a little, little bit of spice to the show, right? Um, but other than that, we thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, obviously, we do have uh, what is this? This is a back to back now, right?
2: Yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm trying to remember. I thought this was a back-to-back. That's weird. My calendar just flashed back to November of 2020. That was weird. I forget. That sounds awful. I don't want to go back to that.
2: Uh, I got the schedule right here. It looks like tomorrow's games are...
1: Do, do, do. Uh, I
2: love doing this live. Uh, God damn it. No, it's su- uh, no. Saturday. It's Wizards. Saturday. Saturday Wizards.
1: That's right. Oh, so this Wednesday. God.
2: I know. It's a weird week.
1: I am so twisted up. So Saturday, um, Michael Holton. Uh, listen, if, if, I, if, I, if I can get Holt Dog on, I'd love to. Holton's fun. Um, so we got the Wizards in three days, and uh, Porzingis is already out for that game. So I wonder if there's <laughs> – the It's got, I, I thought it was hilarious. Like, oh, uh, he will not play again in four days. I'm like,
2: okay. Okay. Um, but, by the way, quickly shout out the Pelicans. No BI for at least 10 days. Yeah. They're, suck. Just, They're awful.
1: Listen, you take all the time you want, BI. <laughs> take care of yourself, King. That's, that's, that's what I'm going with here. Um, tomorrow's Thursday though. So we will do a uh, live show.
2: I might have to do it a little early. I have my daughter's last game is a Thursday this week. Why? Oh, okay. I have no idea
1: okay, why. That's okay. We will, uh, we'll, we'll do a live show and record that and then kind of go from there. Uh, we'll figure out the time. Um, we'll either go early or super duper late just to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs>
2: text about we'll get it figured out we got live show tomorrow this is
1: how we always do our our, our <laughs> programming and our producing it's the least professional effective thing right? you want to do it then yeah let's do it then All this right, is cool.
2: literally how we're doing it this is like yeah. oh yeah early oh okay yeah we'll see yeah.
1: and then we end up going is that going to work for you no no it's not going to work man
2: Not going to work for you no i can't <laughs> do that time <laughs>
1: Well, hey, appreciate y'all. We love you. Thank you again. Help us grow the show. Like, rate view subscribe. Help us get over to three thousand. We we appreciate all of you riding and dying with us this season. Oh man, we know a lot of there's a lot of dying right now, (laughs) but we're trying to make this as much fun as we can. We're trying to just kind of you know hang out, shoot the shit, and just make it as cool as we can. So again, we love you. We appreciate you. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. Help us grow. Word of mouth is like the number one thing outside of the almighty algorithm that helps shows grow. So again. and everybody, I've everybody. I've said a few people see count out my my St. Louis hat. Yes, this is my solidarity with my Redbirds uh, as baseball is still not here. Also, it's got a big giant L on the forehead for for what Portland's doing right now.
2: I think that logo is going to start disappearing like Marty McFly's family because <laughs> the season just drifting away, just drifting away. Yeah, it's just very
1: dumb. Uh, but all right, we'll get out of here on that. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you all so very much. We'll do the live show tomorrow. I'll uh, I'll throw a little question out there for everybody it'll probably be draft related I'll, I'll, you know what in fact i'm it. gonna say that now i will throw out a question a a tweet out there with give me your draft questions as we pivot to the ncaa tournament i so, love that again thank you all so very much we'll get out of here on that find us on social media at jack grandies at damian Warren, at brandon spray until tomorrow we'll catch you guys later.